civil war is ramping up, Apocalypse Wars has wound down, and Patty is about to start a war with Marvel over what just happened to Gabby. Do you love the X-Men? So do we! Let's talk about it. Let's talk about X-Baby. Let's X, talk about... X-Baby. Welcome to the Mutant Musings Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me is Jean Grey herself. Patty! Hi, Patty. Yay! <clears throat> Although the X-Men have been pushed into a small corner of the Marvel Universe in recent years... Don't put baby in a corner. We want to let people know that there are still fans rooting for mutant kinds. Just because this isn't the glorious 90s where we had a dozen mutant titles to choose from, we still love the X-Men and want to discuss what's going on with them. So, let's start with one seemingly blown-out-of-proportion cliffhanger from last month. Uh, Actually, that would be two months ago. Which was S.H.I.E.L.D. and Cap's reaction to Logan possibly killing gabby which for some reason was like the end of the fucking universe all the shield agents had to show up and captain america and like he's gonna stab some teenage girl and we have to stop him because teenagers are awesome lie teenagers are fucking awful but we like gabby don't we yes we love gabby (laughs) and i think the big stink that they made over her possibly dying was not blown out of proportion at all because Gabby is the best character in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> no exaggeration. Okay. <laughs> She's better than Captain America. She's better than Iron Man. And if you don't agree with me, you can fight me. I will give you my address. So she's better than Jean Grey? She's better than Jean Grey. This I'm is, kidding. No, uh-uh. I'm editing you saying that out. All right. So Cap says he wants to take Logan in until the danger has passed because apparently it's not just Gabby that Logan was supposed to kill, but it's a lot of people. But who cares about anybody other than Gabby, TBH? Well, Laura doesn't want Logan to go to be punished for something someone saw in his head, which is fucking Ulysses again because it all comes back to this douchebag right now. It's, uh, it's called think speak and it was from 1984 which you should read because it was amazing whatever i was born in 1984 so i might as i pretty much have read it already i lived the story okay so you know cap gets into the apartment and uh laura doesn't want logan taken away into shield custody for something he hasn't even done so you know gabby and logan walk out of the room and they got jetpacks and they start flying away And, you know, essentially Cap has this talk with Laura about how Logan's kind of vulnerable. He's from a really fucked up universe. Things aren't the way they seem here. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, wow, wow. You know, it's not like they want to keep Logan prisoner indefinitely. It's just they want to take him in until, I don't know, I guess whatever, you know, this shit is passes. Well, a helicarrier, a shield helicarrier comes and takes Logan out. He lands in a fountain. He's feral. He's ready to kill the shield agents. But Gabby lands by him and tries to talk some sense into him. But he stabs her and says, you took her away from me. What the, what you took her from me. What the fuck does that mean? And it already says, like, at the bottom of that page, next issue, Gabby RIP. Like, what, what, why? What? Yeah, so, um, something that you didn't mention was that when they were talking to Laura about, when Cap was talking to Laura about Logan killing Gabby, he mentions that in the thought that they saw in the future, that the jetpacks were part of the prediction. So then Laura was like, oh shit, maybe he's right because he's been right so far. Hashtag Ulysses was right. Yeah, I'm really, really upset about this because Gabby was my favorite of the clones from the beginning and Gabby is still my favorite of the clone of the clone. And I love her and I really hope that she's not dead, that she doesn't stay dead. I would love to cosplay Gabby. I'm just really upset about this. Um, she's really cute. She was like, oh, yeah, I know you, Wolverine. You're my dystopian future grandfather twice removed or something. And I'm just really sad. And I actually, Jonathan doesn't read X comics until about Tuesday so that he's ready to read another, like, you know, getting ready for Wednesday. And he keeps like what he wants to read the most last. And I was basically begging him to read 
all new Wolverine that night and fucked up his schedule because I was like, listen, I can't wait like a week to talk to you about this because I'm really, really upset. Yeah, I couldn't sleep for like the next few days um, and it completely threw off my life. <laughs> you throwing off my schedule like that? It's not just my schedule. It's like OCD, like I need to do this in a certain order and I felt like I had bugs crawling on me and scratching my neck and shit. It was fucking awful. Yeah, usually we're on the same cycle. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I, I too have loved Gabby. She's, you know, very cute, but she's also badass. She didn't... Like me. She didn't feel like a forced character, and she didn't feel very generic and run-of-the-mill like a couple of the other clones were. You know, they were just like the hard-ass bitches who wanted to, like, fucking kill everyone, and they were like soldiers and... Hashtag Clone Wars. Yeah, and this, you know, teenage girl was just... She felt very genuine, and I began to genuinely care about her. So I hope she isn't dead, though maybe she'll come back from this, but you know, it's just kind of, they, they already put the Gabby R.I.P. there. I'm like, what What the fuck? Why? Well, it's because um, what Logan said about knowing, uh, about knowing Gabby and said that you took her from me. So maybe in his universe, Gabby was a bad person and killed somebody of Logan's. Was that brought up? She's a bad bitch. She's always a bad bitch in whatever universe she's in. I love Gabby. Me too. But what what I thought about since then is if Ulysses never predict quote unquote predicted this, then those shield agents wouldn't have shown up and none of this shit would have happened with the jet with the jetpacks. Logan wouldn't have gone feral, he wouldn't have been tranquilized, he wouldn't have fucking killed her. I thought the same <clears throat> exact fucking thing. Like what point does Ulysses predict from and if he doesn't tell them this prediction they would never have had to run away logan wouldn't have gone feral and it's basically what you said so i think that if it wasn't for ulysses gabby would be alive or i mean if she isn't alive now and that makes me really really mad at ulysses and i hate him yeah i fucking hate him too I don't know if he can predict me shoving my foot up his ass, but <laughs> I hope this guy gets fucking stabbed right through the head. I hope Magneto does it. Don't just say like, oh, it's just comics, Jonathan. No, no. This guy's a fucking asshole and he needs to get, you know, the shit kicked out of him. He really does. Because it's not just a prediction at this point. It's, you know, like just like putting a, a planting a seed in somebody's head and then you know all these things are coming true um you know he's no better than the fucking long island medium and we all know <laughs> she's full of shit and her fucking hair is awful and fucking ulysses is awful too and he doesn't even have the fucking hair and fuck long Island. and what <laughs> i don't know i've never been there i'm just kidding okay i love you long islands okay <clears throat> um well, in any case, you know, uh, it's, I love all new Wolverine. It's I, I wouldn't be so passionate and wanting to talk about this, you know, again, if it wasn't such a great book. I'm just really nervous about what's going to happen to Gabby, what's going to happen uh, to the book going forward. But, you know, I mean, it's X-23 who's now Wolverine, and it's really fucking cool. It's still really cool to see that. And there is a Wolverine named after me. Uh, yes, he was, in fact, named after me. You can fact check that. So, yeah, deal with it. And uh, just in case... You don't typically read annuals. There was a all-new Wolverine annual that just came out, and it was very cute, not related at all to the story, but still cute, and Gabby was in it. So if you want to see more of Gabby for, like, three pages, you can pick up the <sighs> annual, and Spider-Gwen is in it. <sighs> it was... Love Spider-Gwen. Yeah, it was cute, but it was just fucking ridiculous. But... It was, uh, like, that, uh... Oh, no, I'm in your body. Oh, no, I'm in your body. Ah, hijinks. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, the annual was, you know, cute, but it didn't really do it for me. Um, you know, do I do it for you? You do it for me. Yay. You're the only thing that does it for me, Aww, baby. thank you. All right. Moving on, uh, we're going to get into a continuation of something we were talking about last month as well, which was Civil War II X-Men, um, and this time we're talking about Civil War II X-Men number three. You know, at the conclusion of number two, Magneto was like, you know, talking about how there's plenty more psychics in the world 
because what's going on now is, you know, Magneto's trying to get his team together to kind of make a move against the Inhumans. Uh, last time he sent Phantom X in to do some recon, and apparently Storm had sent Gambit in to also do some recon, but just to kind of see if Magneto was up to any... Uh, to any Hijinks. Hijinks. That's the fucking word of the day, hijinks. And, um... Rigamorelle. <laughs> Vis-a-vis Rigamorelle. So, yeah, so there was a little faux French fight, and it was very cute. Well, so we see what happens immediately. It opens up with Rachel Gray. Magneto Yay, has, my daughter. Magneto has tracked her down. She has decided to stay away from the X-Men after what happened with Cyclops, because whatever the fuck happened with Cyclops, and kind of convinces her to uh, join his, uh, his side. And there are some fucking humans, some uh, flat... Fucking humans. Fucking humans walking by, talking shit about mutants and putting them out of their misery. And, you know, Magneto doesn't really need a whole lot to convince Rachel to, to join his side of things. And this is where things got interesting, how Storm and Medusa met to have a talk. And Medusa didn't know that Gambit was in New Adelan to snoop around in case Magneto sent someone. And Storm felt that had she told Medusa, it could have sparked a quote-unquote incident. And Medusa's like, I don't know if I could just look the other way, and I want Magneto to meet inhuman justice, and you sympathize with it. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Get a haircut. And uh, um, Also, and when Storm was like, listen, bitch, I was fucking royalty, too. I was a goddess. And Medusa's like, yeah, well, I'm a fucking queen, and you just kind of gave yourself that title. And Storm was like, I will create a thunderstorm in your intestines and make you shit your brains. She didn't say that, but I no. wanted her to. No, that is word for word what happened. You oh, got it. You it? got it spot on. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, I don't know why the fuck you're not writing this book. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, things got a little tense between uh, Storm and Medusa, and I was just like, "Oh, bitch, shots fired." But uh, yeah, well, before it escalated, you know, Medusa says Storm can go handle it, but she wanted to. She didn't. Medusa just didn't want to let it go. She wanted to send somebody in to, you know, snoop on Magneto and his crew. Ha. Uh, he sends some 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 stupid fucking inhuman that looks like a some fucking cloud cover. I don't know what the fuck. What was his name? Vaz or something? Or I don't remember. I, I don't know. Fonzie, something <laughs> like that. All right. So Medusa sends in uh, the Fonz, um, and so the Fonz is snooping on the Uncanny team. But Sabretooth is there, and you know he can smell things. Don't fart around him. <laughs> um. So S- Sabretooth fucking smells him. You know, so they take out this guy pretty quickly. Oh, I don't think they really, they, they didn't show it, did they? No, but they saw him immediately and they were like, what the fuck? We're going to kill you. Yeah. And so, then they were like, oh no, so scared. So Magneto and his crew took out the fawns pretty quickly. And, and he ran out with his little pussy tail between his little pussy legs. So then they, they cut to Gambit's little hideout and he's got Phantom X tied up so they can mm-hmm. do, do sexy French things to oh, each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which one of them do you think would wear the French maid outfit? Phantom X. You think so? I, think I feel Phantom like X Gambit is. would be more of the type to wear the French maid outfit and have like the cute little feather duster and like tickle Phantom X when he's tied up. All right. So no, I think I think it'd be Phantom X to wear because Phantom X already has like black this, and white this little costume fucking cute thing going on already. I feel like he would be the one to wear the French maid outfit, but he'd keep the same mask on. Yes, I would like right? that. Right? Yeah. Go with me. Uh, Gambit would be using his bow staff on Phantom I like X it. in the sexiest way possible. I like it. Because there is no other way but a sexy way to use a bow staff. But I mean, I mean, come on. Gambit wears pink. He's kind of feminine. I don't know. Whatever. So they cut to that apartment scene between Gambit and Phantom X. You know, then the extraordinary team shows up and then the uncanny team shows up and um, everybody's fucking making out slapping each other and tickling each other and shit. Oh, so this was this was fucked up. Um, They had a rogue show up right in front of Gambit to like throw him off. But it wasn't really rogue. It was bitch steak um, in disguise. And it was really kind of silly, but, you know, I kind of I kind of enjoyed that. But it really served just to be a distraction so Magneto and uh, Rachel could storm New Adelan. So, I mean, what the fuck is going to happen next issue? Like, really? All right, given Magneto is pretty powerful, even, you know, even though he's not, like, you know, strong mutant anymore, it's all, uh, like, enhancements and shit, but Rachel's still full power. I mean, what, the two of them are just gonna fucking storm into, uh, fucking New Adelan and take out all the Inhumans themselves? I mean, what's the fucking game plan? 
I don't know. I was wondering about that, too. I mean, Magneto now is not as strong as he once was, as you probably know. But I think he's kind of just become the mastermind. He's kind of become the Xavier of this team. And he's just kind of guiding the others and trying to work with his own plan. And Rachel is one of the strongest psychics. I think she can kick a lot of ass, but probably not just by herself. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I mean, you know, one of them psychic, one of them is a master of magnetism. You know, it'd be pretty badass to see. Um, I really think they just need to go in there naked, uh, the two of them, and uh, need to throw everyone off. I mean, first of all, you've got Rachel, who probably looks slamming underneath those fucking clothes. Well, um, yeah, she's my daughter. She has my jeans. She's a sexy uh, rat. My jeans. I'd like to see her without the jeans actually. Um, so she goes in there naked and, um, you know, you've got Magneto who at this point is, he's, he's going on about a hundred years old, right? So you see those old, old man wrinkly balls? Yeah, but okay, so you remember when, um, Magneto was Jacob or... You mean Joseph? Joseph. Okay, yes, he was Joseph and he had the long flowing gray hair and he was just fucking rogue or whatever and I was like, yeah, I could get into this. So I don't know, I feel like he has the capability to, uh, be hot. I don't think that's what the people want to see. I don't think they I want, want to see that. I don't I don't think so. Okay, everybody's obsessed with the young guy now who's playing Magneto. What's his name? Fastbender? Yeah. Yeah, so just just imagine Fastbender naked. That's that's, not, that's for our fans. That's not what people want to see, Patty. I mean, come on. If there are listeners out there, listener poll right now. You want to see Fastbender? You want to see Fastbender's balls? Or do you want to see Ian McKellen's balls? I Both. Vote, I vote I vote two two testicles up, uh, McKellen's <laughs> balls. I want to see wrinkly old man. Think about that. They storm in like that. First of all, you got some people looking at Rachel, and they're all fucking drooling. And then you see, like, Magneto's wrinkly fucking dick and balls just hanging out there. Like, that's going to cause a lot of people to vomit immediately. Or who knows? Uh, maybe some, some people will show up and, you know, fucking just throw themselves at him. can be the master of my magnetism. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it doesn't matter because we're talking about old man wrinkly balls. And uh, that's his new fucking nickname. Magneto, master <laughs> Magneto, the master of old man wrinkly balls. You think uh, you think Rachel would try something with him with Ian McKellen? Fictional Rachel Gray trying yes. something with real live Ian McKellen. Yes, I would like to see that happen. Well, we, we're you, talking about Ian McKellen, like holding a copy of a comic book and trying to drill that shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would pay to see that. In fact, I would try to. I would Kickstarter, fucking Kickstarter, right now. Get that to happen. Start funding that shit. Get Ian McKellen to agree to come to our local comic shop. I'm not going to drag their name through this little fantasy right here. We get them to come to our local comic shop. You know, just get butt-ass naked Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, stick his dick inside of a fucking X-Men comic book. Um, I'm digging it. I love Ian McKellen. Have you seen the pictures of him at, like, Pride and shit with the rainbow boas? He's adorable, and I love him. I, I don't doubt that he is, but that's just, that's not enough for me. I need I need to see Master of Old Man Wrinkly Balls. Okay, uh, let's uh let's uh get his people on the phone and uh <laughs> see if see if he's down for fucking a comic book. Okay, done 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 fucking deal. All right, hopefully we'll have an update on this for uh, next episode. But yeah, getting back to the the matter at hand, what the fuck were we talking about? Old Man Wrinkly Balls. Right, Old Man Wrinkly Balls. I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. I really, uh, mainly because I want to see the X-Men just fucking slap the Inhumans around. I don't know if it's going to go down like that. Obviously, you know, Marvel is trying to shove the Inhumans down everyone's throat. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, the X-Men are probably going to end up looking like the villains here. But, uh, like an AVX? Yeah, but, you know, I, yeah, that's that's another story for another day. I think that, you know, the X-Men need to fucking smack around the Inhumans a little bit with this and give Medusa a fucking haircut. I agree. And, um, well, fuck them. But- oh, it could be like in V for Vendetta when um, Natalie Portman got her head shaved and she was all upset and whatever. Do the same thing with um medusa just like tie her down mm. no that's too sexy for medusa i don't want to think about medusa like that but um somehow keep her contained and then just shave her head i don't know if that's possible but i want to see it happen and i want to see her like really like out of her like regal bitch like i'm the top bitch thing i want to see her like cersei 
from Game of Thrones and just like having to walk naked through the town and just fucking embarrass herself and cry. And walk of shame. <clears throat> yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, she is. She's such a smug bitch. I, I, I don't know. I, to, to be completely honest, my, my knowledge of the Inhumans is kind of limited. Um, I have seen uh, a bunch of them in the books over the years. Uh, I never cared about them at all, but Medusa has, every time I've seen her, she seemed like a smug bitch. Um, I thought Black Bolt was pretty cool, but, you know, I mean, dude doesn't say anything um, except when he wants to destroy you. And uh, that's probably uh, it's probably what happened with Cyclops. He probably said, go away, and, like, Cyclops exploded. But uh, I've always hated Medusa. I've always hated I her. I just have to mention this because my thing is bitchy redheaded characters. It doesn't matter what form of media it is. It doesn't matter if it's video games or comics or anime or live action TV shows or whatever. My favorite characters have always been these Sundare fucking bitches with red hair who like start off like a bitch and then you get to love her over time she's like you know the asshole with a heart of gold because that's me daddy that's 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 why i love you (laughs) thank you (laughs) so like that's why i loved phoenix i even liked madeline Pryor. i know (laughs) i love maki from love live i love uh willow from buffy when she went crazy but I've always, always hated Medusa. I don't think there's any redeeming features around her because, I mean, they kind of have a socialist government in New Italian, and I think that's cool, but it's not. It's, you know, the hierarchy, and she's like, I'm a fucking queen, and I have to be regal and bitchy all the time, and just I'm in charge, and fuck you if you say anything about me. It's actually more communist than socialist and i don't agree with that i believe in socialism but (laughs) (laughs) anyway i I initially didn't plan on talking about this next one even running down the plot and giving you know our thoughts and trying to make jokes about this one at all this this was not on the schedule and then it, it came out this this past week and he made me read it oh my god i fucking i can't okay so deadpool v gambit number four the v is for vagina Deadpool Vag Flash Gambit. Uh, Old Man Wrinkly Balls. Deadpool Vagina Gambit. Deadpool just gets in there and Vagina's Gambit. I like that. I like that too. You know, you just got the fleshlight and fucking yes. vagina yes. Gambit over the place. Or Gambit could fuck Deadpool's like with pus the, holes. With the bow staff. That's what it is. No, yeah. but he can fuck him with the bow staff and with his dick. And oh. the bow staff is also double-sided. DP? Yes. For DP. Yes. Oh, man. It's perfect. We're, oh. we're writing gold here. I know. Why aren't we writing for Marvel? I, I don't know. Um, but honestly, Deadpool, Vagina Gambit, this this series is... It's it's fine. The series is, is fine, but this issue made me so goddamn happy so goddamn happy so goddamn happy fuck it's got nothing and they they tell you on the cover like and on the first fucking page that this is gonna have such little deadpool such a little gambit in it and the first page first thing you see is uh former marauder uh scrambler uh which is a great fucking name by the way scrambler he makes my eggs every morning i'm just kidding i'm vegan master of scrambled eggs wrinkly balls so this guy like he i've got a a thing for d-list characters if again anyone listening um for geekade i write welcome to the d-list every month and you know i write about these characters who don't get enough play because for whatever reason that's what i've always been drawn to pyro has been my favorite character since i was six or seven years old jonathan's always been drawn to the d I can attest to that. You know me so well. I do. So, yeah, I mean, so Scrambler and even some of the Marauders, they they made a brief appearance in uh, the last issue of Deadpool v. Gambit. You know, this one kind of... He picks up with Scrambler. You know he's in uh, he's in the hospital. He's got you know he's missing his arms. He's got these prosthetic arms. Some little girl comes walking over to his fucking bed. You know she is just like I had to go away for a minute, and she like draws a puppy and Scrambler makes a joke and then meets uh, I guess the girl hot mom hot mom the milf yeah fucking milf. Um, he scrambled her eggs <laughs> real good. 
Um, but you know, the, that's the thing. Like he comes to this realization, like that he's blamed everything else except for himself his entire life. Like he blamed the poverty he experienced as a kid, blamed Korea, blamed neighborhood, blamed what the fuck ever, but it was always his fault. And, um, by the way, he, he said poverty, but that dude scrambler I call bullshit because scrambler was always shown wearing nice suits whenever the marauders were attacking. I don't remember that. Yeah, go re- go reread that. He looked a little well-dressed Korean, short Korean dude. But whatever, maybe he splurged and, and bought himself a nice suit. And uh, anyway, that's beside the point. So, you know, he decides to try to go legit, and he's working in, like, an auto body shop, and he's using his powers to, like, repair these cars um, because he can, like, scramble machinery and mutant powers and body functions. And, and eggs. And the D. And um, so, yeah, so then he winds up moving up in the auto body industry, and things are going really well, but then some of his old buddies from the Marauders try to come back and recruit them, and he's basically like, fuck you. Fuck no, I'm not coming back with you. Like, I have a good life now. He's even shown at fucking Supervillains Anonymous meetings, which I'm so happy have become a thing in the Marvel Universe. It's the cutest fucking thing ever. Well, weren't they trying to go, uh, they were going to his body shop because he like testified against them for She-Hulk or something. Yeah. That's why they they weren't trying to recruit him. I think I think they were trying to get revenge on him, and they were wearing necklaces. No, and before that, okay, before that, Vanisher showed up and Scalp Hunter showed up, and actually, Scalp Hunter was just. He was like, you ratted on us, fine, I get it. And he was like, but I have like this job now that we need to do and we need oh, your right, power right. set. And that's when he made Vanisher shit himself. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing because then like the next page, come on, let's be realistic here uh, as far as comics go. He's like, by the way, making somebody shit themselves in your own shop, not a good idea. And he's shown with the fucking mop. That was really goddamn funny to me. And, no, but then you're right. Then they come back. And it was, who was it? It was, it was Scalp Hunter and it was Harpoon and Blockbuster come back with, uh, with the necklace contraption things. You could just beat Blockbuster with, you know, Netflix now. You don't even need Scrambler to take them out. Netflix already did that. I don't get it. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) You laugh at my fucking jokes. (laughs) um yeah so no that that was good well done so yeah there was some sort of uh so they're wearing those fucking necklaces that cancel out scrambler's powers you can say that they scramble the scrambling oh that's why he's called scrambler okay i really thought it was for his fucking eggs that's all okay so yeah and, and this was fucking hilarious to me is that there was nothing in those necklaces to stop him from scrambling the actual necklaces themselves from working. So Scrambler stops the necklaces from working, and then, you know, he just scrambles their fucking mutant powers, and they can't do anything to him, and then he calls the cops on them. Yeah, and he wanted to scramble their brains, but he is a good boy now. Yeah. Hashtag good boy. So he doesn't want to do that. So he calls the cops like Spider-Man does because he is a baby now. And he must be protected because he is very pure. This, my single favorite moment in this entire fucking comic book, maybe almost in my entire life, was Harpoon does, uh, for you, those of you who don't know, Harpoon is an Inuit mutant and he, he channels energy through the harpoons that he throws. And he takes one of his harpoons out from his little fucking harpoon sack And before he launches it at a car, he yells, Harpoon! That's his fucking battle cry. I laughed like I've never laughed in my life when just the look on his face when he's holding that thing back and he's, Harpoon! I could hear that in in my fucking head. It was the best goddamn moment. I just, I I want this to go live action. I want to see somebody play Harpoon in the X-Men movies. Fuck that. I want an X-Men Origins Harpoon movie where every time, every time he launches a Harpoon, he just does that fucking battle cry. Harpoon! That's that's what I want. I hope he also does that battle cry when he's fucking his lady. Harpoon. Harpoon Annie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, honestly, because, you know, my mind is always in the gutter. Your mind is always in my gutter. Thank you. You got it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they honestly, they should have called this 
this this book x-men Origins scrambler i would have bought five fucking copies this is the, the best issue of deadpool the giant gambit so far I, again i'm i'm sorry if if anybody really loves this book it's it's fine it's fine but the story's a little convoluted it's a little too silly for me and then at the end of this issue fucking it loki shows up and i'm like i don't care about any of this i i really don't i I get it you know deadpool the movie they're still still trying as hard as they humanly can to get a gambit movie going and let's throw these two characters in a comic book together and i like both characters i love deadpool i think gambit's a great character too let's throw them together and, and it's fine but really this just came out of fucking left field but i i was really really if you couldn't tell really pleasantly surprised by how this book went down i don't even okay so i've read every x book practically other than um the british one excalibur Excalibur and alpha flight basically so racist so you leave out the british one and the canadian one well you know what i wanted to read i wanted to go through the main series first and i'm going to get to excalibur someday and alpha flight but i remember the marauders but I don't really remember Scrambler too much. It seems like he's a grown-up version of Leech with more powers. Like, Leech would just disrupt mutant abilities within a certain range. But Scrambler is pretty much like Leech grown-up, and I think that's really cute. And I think that they should use Leech and Artie some more. I think they need to use Scrambler some more. I need. I think they need to give Scrambler his own series, co-starring Leech and Artie. I think that would be cool. Um, I would. I would write that. Uh, if you don't want me to write it, fine. What the fuck ever. I, I will pay nine ninety nine per issue for that. It's just. It's fucking amazing. See, Scrambler has always been, in my opinion, a little shit. Uh, every time I've seen the guy, like I said, he always. I think he always dressed nicely. You had all these other like very colorful characters um you know their scalp hunter very unique look harpoon you know unique look uh vertigo uh, arc light riptide they all had very unique look and scrambler is just some little korean dude standing in the fucking background not doing a whole lot and um you know and until they really need to use him um but he's actually pretty fucking powerful and like i said i love when d-list characters get the spotlight and uh that's why this was like the best surprise this was fucking christmas come early for me uh, we've been talking about this probably for maybe 10 fucking minutes now if not more but uh and we I- were also talking about it on the way to the beach today and we were we went to the boardwalk today and we started talking about it on the way down there just just i was just so fucking excited to talk about scrambler um, his eggs and some old man wrinkly balls today. I'm I'm sorry, old man wrinkly balls just get me so excited. Um, <clears throat> now I also wanted to talk about uh, all new X Men uh, a little bit uh, briefly, uh, just because I, last time we were talking about this, you know, I, I did not have. Uh, a very high opinion of all new X-Men number 11, which came out in in, uh, in July. And we were talking about this on the podcast last month, just how it was a very abrupt ending to Apocalypse Wars, which is yeah. pr- pretty much over now. So all new X-Men number 12, I, I really, I, I liked this issue a lot. Me not so much. Yeah, I know. We are not going to get into it too much, but I, I liked it gave more characterization to Laura. I fucking love X-23. Um, the beginning of the book was really nice. Uh, so young Cyclops is still recovering from his wounds. That from were, Toad. From Toad. T-O-A-D. Yes. Toad. He got his ass kicked <laughs> by Toad, who last year or two years ago was a fucking janitor. Listen, all right, don't be, don't be fucking speciest, all right? Toads can do whatever they want. He chose to be a janitor. That's fine. That's his prerogative. Toad is a strong black woman. (laughs) He don't need no man. Uh, Well, clearly, because he beat up this young man. But it was, uh, you know, it it was, it was really cool to see, like, young Cyclops be, like, a real Cyclops-type character who is like wheelchair bound and like wearing a cast and shit but he's not just like sitting idly by and like recovering he wrote out like all of these fucking uh solo missions and all did all this data analysis and threat analysis and shit for laura to send her out on some missions so you know she could 
like keep her mind occupied because of her rocky relationship with Angel. And I thought that that was a really cute setup to the story. I actually thought that this was a much different Scott than we've had in the past. The original Scott would have just sat around all broody and depressed and emo in a wheelchair, complained that people weren't accommodating him and shit. But this Scott seems like he's kind of got his shit together. So I like that because I've always hated Cyclops. But you stop it. I have. You stop And it. I'm Jean Grey and I hate Cyclops. You. But this Scott isn't as bad. But I don't know. I hope we find out what happens to original Scott. So maybe I'll hate him a little bit less. I fucking love Scott Summers. Every version of Scott Summers, even the fucking movie version, James Marsden, hashtag James Marsden was right. Fucking, I love hashtag it. Hashtag asshole with a heart of gold. I love it. I fucking love Cyclops. No, I I, I agree. He was, you know, um, he was a fucking emo boy uh, quite often. Um, it really is what stands out in his history. But, you know, I just can't help but look at where he has been and how far he's come. Uh, over the course of his history, even with him being dead now, you know, I mean, he's he's a fucking leader. He's a tactician. That's just who Cyclops is, as far as like battle goes, as far as leadership goes. And to see young Cyclops do that, you know, even though it was just like one moment uh, here at the beginning of All New X Men number twelve, it was just really cool to see that. And it was really cute to see Laura like jumping around the trees, thinking she's gonna get the drop on some enemies, and like I'm the fucking Wolverine. And then every time she shows up to another scene, like, all the enemies have been defeated. And, you know, after that, it got kind of silly because, you know, really, you know, it turns out that Angel was lying about where he was going. He said he was going to, like, Milan or some shit. Fashion week. Yeah, fashion week. And, yes. <laughs> and uh, he really wasn't. He was He was going out to fight some people because, um, you know, he's got this... Uh, shit going on in his mind now after that fucking crossover with guardians of the galaxy you know he's got his flaming wings now and uh you know he's all like secretively angry and shit so he had to go stretch his wings and beat up some people but you know then there's a little relationship therapy and laura and warren talk it out and then they're all kissy kissy Uh, yeah but what was funny to me about that is like right behind them as they're getting all smoochy with each other and shit there's a fucking like goblin horde and madeline priors right there and they're like do you not fucking notice this like how hard and loud are you kissing that you don't like fucking you know, see this evil redheaded bitch behind you and all these fucking goblins just like hanging out and they're just like, oh, but we need to go fuck now. Um, because that's what the X-Men do best. Is that is what the X-Men do best. They go fuck and uh, goblins take over the world. Yeah. And Madeline- Have we learned nothing from Inferno? Seriously? And uh, Madeline Pryor, speaking of Inferno, and Cyclops, also speaking of Cyclops being horrible was fucking Madeline Pryor and got married to Madeline Pryor and had a baby with Madeline Pryor and then Gene came back and he was like nope I love you and then Madeline was like well fuck now I'm gonna be evil because I hate you and she's still evil spoilers okay that happened like 20 years ago I I I don't even I'm not I can't even read another x-men comic book ever again we'll suck my dick okay (laughs) All right, so moving on, I I think all in all, I mean, we're not going to talk about every little thing that happened, but I think that August X-Men books as a whole were a lot better than July's. Um, Maybe part of it is that this Apocalypse Wars thing is over. Um, It wasn't all bad, but it just kind of felt very meh. But, you know, like or dislike the books that came out in August, we're happy to know what you think. So don't be afraid to leave a comment right here at Decade or on one of our many social media platforms. Not only do Patty and I love talking, but we love talking about the X-Men, so we'll be happy to hear from you. So there's been some news recently regarding uh, upcoming X-Men-related TV shows. From the cancellation of one to the trailer for another, I thought we'd discuss the current state of the X-Men regarding this newfangled media outlet, Television. It's a. Ooh. It's also called a Happy Box in Mother Three, which I'm currently playing. So shiny. No spoilers. Okay. So I mean, admittedly, we don't watch very much television. Period. Except for Drag Race. And very few. Yes. <laughs> very few superhero TV shows. Yes. But I, I mean, personally, I'm interested in whatever the fuck is currently going on for uh, mutants, even if it's on the small screen. There was a mutant TV show that was going to be called Hellfire that was in the works. 
But it was canceled before it even went anywhere. Uh, I got the official synopsis for it. Fox's Hellfire is set in the late 1960s and follows a young special agent who learns that a power-hungry woman with extraordinary abilities is working with a clandestine society of millionaires known as the Hellfire Club to take over the world. I wonder who that power-hungry woman with extraordinary abilities they're talking about is. Were they really going to fucking recast Emma Frost for the fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth millionth time? They might not have recast her. They might have gotten, who is it, Jennifer Lawrence? Whatever the fuck her name is. (laughs) Something with a J. Uh, Is it? January Jones. Jennifer Lawrence is the Hunger Games lady who was doing Young Mystique. Oh, yeah, her name was. Yeah, that one. So in X Men The First Class, I believe her name was January Jones. She played Emma Frost. She wasn't given a whole lot to work with. Before that, it was in X Men Origins Wolverine. I don't know who played her there. Uh, some young. Was it Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, it was. I think you're right. I think it was Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, it was Jennifer Lawrence. I think it was The Hunger Game that played her in X Men Origins Hunger Game. Yeah, it was supposed to be like Silver Fox's sister or something. She showed up briefly near the end of the movie, used her diamond power, and that was it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, that the, if they were going to do this again, they were probably going to have to recast Emma Frost. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It seems to spin out of the whole X-Men First Class taking place in the 60s and fucking Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw. Fucking Kevin Bacon. Fucking Kevin Bacon should be the start of every sentence out there. Fucking Kevin Bacon, X-Men First Class. So I guess that's probably what they wanted to do with this show. But to be honest, I, I wasn't too interested. It sounded like it could have been interesting especially with all the good shows that Marvel has been putting out lately. And because I don't give any shits about Emma Frost, I actually hate her. I would be interested to see how that goes, but I would be afraid that they would make her out to be a good guy like they did with Mystique. So I'm not sure, but we don't have to worry about it because it was canceled. Just a hooker with a heart of gold? Yeah. I love Emma Frost. I hate her. She is my hooker with a heart of gold. I hate you. Uh... (laughs) But, okay, so Hellfire was apparently canceled because one... The co-creators left in order to work on a TV series, 24 Legacy, uh, which 24 was a series some time ago starring Kiefer Sutherland. Um, Kiefer? Yeah, his name's Kiefer. You never heard of the actor, Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer? Yeah, Kiefer. That's the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard. Why, because it rhymes with reefer? Well, that, and it also sounds like somebody with a lisp. A lisp. A vivif? Trying to say Keith. Or like Keith, <laughs> Keith is not a name that's stupid. <laughs> I, I apologize if anybody out there named Keith is listening. Uh, Patty's opinions do not reflect those of Geekade as a whole. All right. Well, they said that also um, an early draft of Hellfire seemed to be aimed toward a film rather than a television show. Uh, And I read this uh, from comic book resources. The Fox co-chair Dana Walden revealed that X-Men screenwriter Simon Kinberg, producer Lauren Schuler Donner, director Brian Singer, Marvel TV guy Jeff Loeb, they just all decided together to pass on it rather than develop any further. And I can't say that um, I'm too upset. I mean, there are probably stories out there for Hellfire Club, and I personally feel like it's best left in the comics if at all at this point. It seems kind of like a tired thing at this point like rich fancy mutants living their rich fancy fucking lives but i think that they're bringing hellfire club back in uh, uncanny x-men starting next month yeah i think so and i actually have always loved the hellfire club i know that sounds weird but i i don't know i've just always loved even though they're outcasts in society they're functioning members of society who are very very successful and they just make the perfect hateable villains you know you hate them for being rich and having money and you hate them for capitalizing on the pain and death of their own kinds but they're fucking perfect no, I, I get you, but you know, I was just trying to think about like the overall story, like uh, what is it about betrayal, money, power? Like it just it feels like it's been done. On I television would before. have loved to see somebody dress up as Sebastian Shaw with all the ruffles. 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 Yes, that's what I want. I just want to see that. Okay. You never know. Maybe they'll do another X Men movie, recast Kevin Bacon, and he'll come back with the fucking ruffles. 
Was he Sebastian Shaw? He was. Oh, which movie? X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention to that movie. It's probably better that way. No worries. All right. So next, we're going to move on to um, Legion TV series is going to be happening sometime in early 2017. They've released uh, at least one trailer that I know of. The official synopsis for Legion um, is a young man who was diagnosed as schizophrenic and struggled with perceived mental illness for years. Um, But as David begins to realize, his abilities, which include seeing visions and hearing voices, might come from something else. Me personally... I only really care about this TV show because Aubrey Plaza is in it. I think she's gorgeous, and I think she's a great actress. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's going to be on FX. What do you think? Um, I've always loved Vision as a character. Uh, Vision. I've always loved Legion as a character. Uh, I know that you haven't. Nope. But I thought that his look was, okay, obviously very different from the comics, but I kind of wish that they would give him the hair from the comics. Maybe not as exaggerated as, like, good Charlotte hair thing that they did. Not like a mohawk, but, like, you know, all standing up and stuff, like it was in the comics, because... Oh, that 90s group, Kid and Play. I don't know them. You're so young. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've always loved Legion's look, and I wish that they would try to, uh, like, emulate his original look more, but maybe I'm just being an elitist. Oh, yeah, wow, that is <laughs> that is definite. Jonathan just looked up a picture of Kid and Play. And right there. Yeah, that's definitely the hair. That guy could be Legion. There you go. Well, he's a little bit older now. I don't care. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Legion, the guy that they got to be Legion is... Uh, Legion's supposed to be like a teenager, and the guy that they cast is probably he, around my age. Yeah, maybe. he's uh, too old to be Legion. I have a problem with how old he is, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it looks kind of interesting visually. Um, I, I never liked Legion as a character. So I, I think he is an interesting character. I will give it that. It's probably still a bias from my childhood, the whole... Um, Age of Apocalypse thing was because yeah. because of him. Now, granted, that's one of my favorite X-Men stories ever. I think what they did was just unprecedented and fucking amazing for its time back in the glorious days of the 90s. But um, still, you know, the motherfucker went back in time and tried to kill Magneto, one of the best characters ever written. And I say that without any reservation, so suck it. He was trying to protect his dad. Yeah, well, look what happened. He fucking destroyed the entire universe because of it. Um, And look at how many people died because of it, because he's a selfish little dipshit. So yeah, so he's he's never been one of my favorite characters. There have been some interesting stories told surrounding him, but um, you know, I mean, it's it's X Men related. I'll I'll give it a watch. Um, Brian Singer has said that it's part of the X Men universe, and by that I I take that to mean X Men film universe. Maybe they'll mention X Men stuff in the show, like you know, Avengers have been referenced in Jessica Jones, etc. Uh, it doesn't make me want to watch it anymore, but. You know, like I said, I'll still give it a watch because it's something X-Men related. And the last mutant TV news there is, is there's no title to this show yet. It's just been an official synopsis for a show. Uh, It's an untitled series so far. We'll focus on two ordinary parents who discover their children possess mutant powers. They're forced to go on the run from a hostile government. The family joins up with an underground network of mutants and must fight to survive. And allegedly so far, this will be on Fox. I mean, we'll see what happens with this. It could be released as early as fall 2017. I don't know. I feel like there's not enough information to judge it already. So should we? Yes. Um, <laughs> you judge everything. I so do. Fucking I, don't, I don't even. I judge everything, <clears throat> especially people who wear socks with sandals. Um, <laughs> what the so i don't know i am interested i'm just curious because it says two parents discover their children so i'm thinking maybe they're already established mutants are they established mutants is it scott and uh alex is it another pair of siblings that we already know and love or hate are they going to be new mutants are they going to make some weird thing like oh yes this is 
Mystique and this is Emma Frost and their sisters or something weird like that. We don't know. We don't know anything about this show, but we'll see. And I, we'll be apprehensive all along. Yeah, and criticizing and judging it because this is our thing with mutants and Marvel and whatever. It's like an abusive relationship. But uh, fucking hope it's not Cyclops, Cyclops and Havoc. I really hope it's not them. I don't know. Maybe it'll be uh, Fenris. Oh my god! And we can get some. Uh, we, can yes. get, we can get some primetime incest. Yes, I was actually uh, be a big hit. In this I was actually show. thinking about bringing that up before. I wonder if uh, the incest? Hellfire. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, like okay, so there's going to be the cinematic universe. When is Fenris going to be featured on any of these? Because we need more incest on TV, guys. We need more brothers and sisters kissing. All these people wanting themselves represented in comic books. We need the incestuous market. Somebody's got to pander to them. Am I right? Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm right. I know I'm right. Well, in any case, uh, there are no immediate plans of slowing down the production of X-Men movies, X-Men TV shows. Um, so we're going to have plenty more X-Men in the cinematic universe. Hopefully they'll stick around in the comic books for a little while longer. Um, I honestly don't care if they're in movies or TV shows as long as we still got them in comics. But I agree. kind of the way that it works now is if they're not in movies, that their comics aren't going to sell that well. At least that's kind of how I see it. So I might have to just grin and bear it, even though I hate that they're including a lot of my favorite characters and probably going to fuck them up. And I'm going to be very judgmental and i'm absolutely one of those people when it comes to the x-men that is very very nitpicky about everything i hadn't noticed yeah no when it comes to like whatever the avengers or daredevil or any of these other things that marvel are working on in the cinematic universe i could give two shits like oh okay they came up with a new origin for whatever or changed minor details but when it comes to x-men I'm like, they got this timeline wrong. They got this character wrong. They're doing all these things wrong. His Why hair is parted his, on the wrong side. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Legion's hair is wrong. He's too old. I'm, uh, I'm very critical with the mutants because uh, mutant and proud. No, and I understand that. And, and I used to be the same way, and I still can be to a degree. But I'm I'm right there. I don't I honestly don't care very much if they're on TV or in the movies. If they are great, I'll watch it. I'll go see it. Um, I have very greatly tempered my expectations um, because I don't think it's going to be great, and that's okay. Because as long as we still have comics featuring them. I will be happy, and even if the comics aren't the best, I will weather the storm, and I know it'll it'll get better. There have been slumps in uh, X-Men titles in the past, and they've come out on top and been fine, and then, you know, things get kind of meh with them again, and then, you know, it's a cycle, and, um, you know, it'll be okay. Anyway... That's going to wrap it up for episode two of the Mutant Musings podcast. Thank you guys for listening so much. Don't forget to uh, leave a comment. You guys have any thoughts on the current state of Mutant Kind, on anything coming up. And uh, we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hugh Jackman was right.